Welcome to a podcast designed to bring biblical encouragement to your weary soul. We are so glad you're listening, and we pray God blesses you and strengthens you in your walk with Him. The Sweet Zela Moments podcast is brought to you by the cooperative efforts of Sweet Zela Ministries and Word Radio. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome to the Sweet Sela Moments podcast. This is episode 107, The Beauty of Acts of Service, Learning from Dorcas. We've spent season 7 exploring the nine listed fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. Let's read that passage one more time as we turn to people in the New Testament who lived out this fruit in their real lives. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Sharon, do you have any last thoughts to share on our study of the fruit before we move on to look at New Testament people? Well, I really love diving deep into each fruit, Nicola. Mm. I found it harder than I thought to define each fruit and then to look at how to live out that calling to exhibit each fruit in our daily lives. Mm. So it was challenging, but rewarding. It really was. I think I think just reciting the list of the nine Mm. helps me remember how I'm supposed to treat people in my daily dealings with them. If I can just filter my words through love, joy, Mm. peace, I think it makes a difference. And each one, I think, over and over, we realized was impossible, ironically. (laughs) So they're all impossible without God's help. And um, So that was good for me to remember, too, that I've got to constantly be going to Him. Give me love, joy, mm. peace, patience in my interaction with this person, you know. Right. So practically, that's what I've learned from it. How about you? Any last thoughts? Yeah, pretty much kind of the same thing. I've also really enjoyed, you know, talking through how to apply them, you know. And they can seem pretty easy on the surface, but as we go to live them out, I'm quickly reminded of how much I need to walk in the Spirit, <laughs> asking Him to guide my actions and words to really have those fruits grow nice and plump, you know. <laughs> yes, yes, we want plump fruit. We do. Not skinny fruit. <laughs> we do. And then to the relief of knowing that it's not me that makes the fruit because right. I run out of love and patience pretty quick in the morning. Oh, me too. <laughs> startlingly fast. Mm. So just that Mm. reminder that these are impossible without God. So God, I need you. You can make these fruits grow. So that was encouraging as well. It was. It was. Really good. Well, as we finish out the season, we're going to look at three awesome New Testament people. Mm. And they're not the, the, the big deal guys, yeah. you know. They're, they're <laughs> smaller people in the, the New Testament that are really important. Dorcas, Stephen, and Barnabas. Mm. I love them, three yeah. of them. I wanted to ponder how the fruit of the Spirit exhibited in the real lives of people in the early church. And mm. we did talk about Dorcas earlier in our episode on the fruit of kindness. So we already know that Dorcas has kindness Mm. in her displayed beautifully in her life however it's kind of a package deal this fruit it's not (laughs) like the gifts where none of us have all the gifts you know right but with fruit um we have all the fruit right isn't that interesting that is cool yeah 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 like with a gift i have the gift of public speaking dorcas had the gift of helps Right. You know, she did, probably didn't speak in public, and I don't sew, right? So, um, but God gives us all nine. It's fruit, yeah. not fruits. You know, yeah. We have all that fruit. So I think it's going to be fun looking at Dorcas again with not just kindness in mind, the fruit I assigned her last time, but all of them. But let's start by reading the story once again. 
All right, so I'm going to be reading the Dorcas story. She's also called Tabitha at times, but we'll, we will refer to her as Dorcas in this podcast. <clears throat> so I'm reading Acts 9, 36 through 42. So there was a believer in Joppa named Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. About this time, she became ill and died. Her body was washed for burial and laid in, in an upstairs room. But the believers had heard that Peter was nearby at Lydda, so they sent two men to beg him, please come as soon as possible. So Peter returned with them, and as soon as he arrived, they took him to the upstairs room. The room was filled with widows who were weeping and showing him the coats and other clothes Dorcas had made for them. So Peter asked them to all leave the room. Then he knelt and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, get up, Tabitha. And she opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and helped her up. Then he called in the widows and all the believers, and he presented her to them alive. The news spread through the whole town, and many believed in the Lord. I love this story so much. <laughs> it really is. It's reminiscent of Jesus raising Jairus' yeah. daughter, taking the hand, presenting her to everybody again. That's so that's sweet. So wild. <laughs> Do you know what? If Dorcas hadn't have died, you yeah. know, prematurely, we probably never would have heard of her. There's a ton oh, yeah. of Dorcases running around making clothes for people that you never hear of. <laughs> right. It wasn't like she was announcing her kindness all over town. She was just quietly taking care of the people that needed clothes. That's right. Yeah, she was just sitting quietly sewing and doing good. You know, I think it was her death and all the grieving from it that brought her to the attention of Peter. God must have wanted us to know about her. I, I am sure he did. Yeah. <laughs> I love that she's highlighted because she's not... Um, showy, you know, yes. in terms of the gifts, not the fruit. You know, her gift is a quiet behind the scenes gift. Mm. But God shone a spotlight on her by allowing that death and then bringing her back. Yeah. I think it's beautiful. That yeah. is pretty cool. Well, we need to celebrate this quiet saint. So <laughs> yes. here we are. We're going to. We're going to list the nine fruit of the Spirit and talk about how we see Dorcas exhibiting all the fruit, you know, all nine character traits as mm. best we can. And I'll go first. All right. <laughs> so the very first fruit is love. Mm. And of course, Dorcas showed love. I've been, this is my year to study agape love. We've talked yeah. about this before. And agape is the, is, is the word that is hardly ever used outside of Christian mm-hmm. um, references because it's that abnormal a love. Mm. It's not, I love you because you loved me. Right. It's not, I love you because of what you do for me. Right. It's not, I love you because I'm in a good mood today. I love everyone. <laughs> right. right? It's sacrificial. Yeah. It's, it's the love that is willing to hurt ourselves for the good of another mm. love. Man, it's a hard love. But um, Dorcas's um way she lived, noticing the poor, sewing, 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 making mm. garment, garment, garment. I mean, it wasn't like the widows were showing one garment she made. Right. It was like, she made me this, she made me this, she Whole took outfits. care of that. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe for the kids too, who knows. Um, she probably had limited resources. Well, of course, she had, we all have limited resources. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? And I mean, maybe she, her fingers hurt sometimes mm. from the sewing, or maybe her eyes got strained. But she noticed and she sacrificed. She had the kind of love where she's helping the poor. It's not like they're giving back. Right. In terms of, you know, and now I'll pay you or something. Right. They gave her back in gratitude, but that's sure. it. 
So, yes, in, in conclusion on this, <laughs> this one, Dorcas definitely showed love. She did. Oh, Dorcas. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about how she showed joy. Um, and I, was, I found a verse in Psalms uh, 40, verse 8. It says, I take joy in doing your will, my God, for your instructions are written on my heart. That's the perfect so verse. Good for her because she didn't, I mean, as far as we see from the text, she didn't complain because mm-hmm. no one was like, well, I got this coat from her, but she was kind of, you know, a little grudgingly, you know, whatever. <laughs> My le- her leftover coats, they, they were crying and showing with pride, like all the beautiful things she yeah. had made. So there yeah. was joy in her work, I think, you know, and it can be heartbreaking to serve and minister to the poor and the needy and to hear from the widows of their heartbreak. That could really really weigh you down yeah for sure Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. hearing how she continually serves so many it seems like she found joy in serving for sure you know it's yes the joy of the lord gave her strength i think and she just kept on serving Uh and found that joy so i think that's that's really sweet (laughs) i love it i feel like they wouldn't have been so sad about her death if she hadn't been a joyful woman yeah i agree yeah oh that's nice i love (laughs) that hmm so love joy peace well it's not mentioned that she's peaceful necessarily, but um, I'm thinking of 1 Corinthians 13, 3, you know, the, the beginning of 1 Corinthians where it says, if I, you know, had the gift of tongues and of angels but didn't yes. love, well, verse 3 says, if I gave everything I had to the poor but I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. Mm. You know, and here's, here's Dorcas giving things to the poor. Right. Well, if, if she didn't have peace, she would have had nothing too because... People that that feel obligated, mm. and they they have a different way of giving, kind of like that joy thing. The widows wouldn't have been so sad she died if she was like, I spent half the night working on this for you. <laughs> and don't wear it out because right. I do not have time to make you another one. Right. I am out of material. My fingers That's are right. bleeding. That's right. Do you see these fingers? Right. I have worked myself to the bone for you. Right. And then your child goes and rips out the knees of the trousers I just made for them. Do you know how busy I am? Do you know how many poor people there are? You know, there is that kind of person. Yeah. Right? Who is like that, who's just so bothered by what they're doing that Mm. there's no joy or peace in it. Right. Because the peace comes from giving and trusting God that he's going to take care of your needs too. Right. So I think the evidence of her joy, which you just talked about, and her peace Mm. was the response of the widows to her death. Yes, no one said, oh, Paul, bring back that grumpy lady who made these coats for us. <laughs> exactly so. They, they loved her oh. because they felt loved by her. Yes. Right? Oh, that's so good. So I believe there was peace. Oh, and, I love and, that. And yes, there we go. There we go. There is peace. I like it. <laughs> so patience. Well, um, sewing takes patience. <laughs> yes, it does. And you know that better than I because you sew more than I yes, do. Yes, sewing takes a lot of patience. Yeah, yeah. I mess up a lot, so I rip things out and start again. Sewing takes patience. Dealing with people and loving on them takes patience. That is true. Seeking out people to serve and to be kind to takes patience. And she did all that well. Again, she we don't did. see her complaining, so no. I think that's so sweet. And then I found a verse that I thought was good to go with patience. It says in Ecclesiastes 7, 8, Finishing is better than starting. Patience is better than pride. <laughs> Finishing is better than starting. Yeah, she didn't just start garments, did no, she? No, they had, they had full coats. It wasn't a half coat or a half no, skirt. No, And she didn't seem to have a lot of pride because it doesn't say we didn't see we don't see her boasting here and people weren't complaining that she didn't finish the things she said she would do so she seemed to be a truly patient woman you know she did very sweet i think i'd really have liked her i think so yeah. i would have liked one of her coats 
Well, we've done love, joy, peace, patience, on to kindness, which we already did an entire episode where we talked about Dorcas (laughs) being kind. Kindness costs in sewing, it costs in time, it costs in money, you know, Mm -hmm. all those things. You know, my sister's church um, has adopted a family from Afghanistan that had to flee. Oh, oh, wow. And they demonstrated kindness with them. They, first of all, there was the... um, the kindness of wanting to do it, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And it took sacrifice for that because they had to fill out like 30 pages of paperwork. Oh, they had to goodness. promise all these things that right. they would, um, you know, take care of this family for a year at least on full support and then half support. Wow. And watching that family flourish in America, learn English. My sister herself is the one that teaches the wife English. Oh, my goodness. The husband that's knew so it because that's why he had to be removed from Afghanistan because he was a translator for wow. um, our people, which meant that when the Taliban took over, he was a persona non grata over there. Wow. And I'm like, that is kindness in action that yeah. cost. Yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so Dorcas did the kindness that cost. Mm. She could have done other things with her time mm-hmm. than spend it slaving for other people, it's basically. True. Yeah. But she showed that kind of kindness. Oh. And I love that. And it makes me want to be kinder. Yeah, the kindness that costs. I'm good at quick little kindnesses that don't inconvenience me uh-huh. too much. Right. But the kindness that costs, that's yeah, that's tough. That is. Mm, I'm going to sit with that one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> So now we're on to goodness. Um, I feel like this one kind of ties in a bit with patience because um, I think of one of my favorite verses um, in Galatians. Do not get tired of doing good because at just the right time we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Oh, that's a good verse. I think of Dorcas yeah. sewing away, doing those kindnesses, helping the poor. And she did reap quite a harvest. You know, she was so loved. She was so loved they asked her to be brought back from the de- Well, I don't know if they asked her to be brought back from the dead. But she was so loved that she got to be brought back from the dead. <laughs> yes. Yes. She's one of the few that got to kind of hear, you know how people say nice things when you're dead? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, she got to know how loved she yes. was. What a gift, that quiet, gentle woman sewing away. Yeah. Sometimes you don't see the fruit of your labor, especially right. if you are in a quieter, more serving role. So mm-hmm. to the fact that she was able to be brought back from the dead, and so many people came to know about Christ because of her story, yes. and all those she ministered to that loved her were able to tell her that, like, oh, we miss you so much. Like, exactly. what a neat harvest for her, you know? I can't even imagine being brought back to life to a room full of people who loved you and are like, we're so <laughs> glad you're back. She might have been like, wow, you brought me back. <laughs> Yay. kind of nice where I was. I know. I was thinking that when I read that, like, was she happy to be back? <laughs> How much of heaven did she see? Was she like, oh no. How many more clothes did she have to sew? Right? (laughs) And then there's this little fear of like living up to your reputation because she had a really good one. Oh, that's funny. And then becoming a woman of of notary, you know, oh, you were dead and now you're alive. It's quite interesting to think about what her life coming back to would have been. Oh my goodness. And she was such a quiet, unassuming woman, we believe. So it must have been a little overwhelming for her. Oh, sure. She's used to quieter. Yeah. But oh, man. so sweet. But I feel... I feel this so deeply in motherhood, you know, the daily exhausting things, um, the words of wisdom and guidance that you keep saying that you kind of get tired of saying. Yeah. And then I see that verse on my fridge to keep on going. Keep going. Don't they give know, up. Yeah. The seeds are planted and they yes. may be growing. I just don't see this cute little green sprouts yet, yes. but they're growing. Yes, they are. <laughs> they trust. are. There are roots down there. Even yes. if they haven't broken the surface. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's good. Goodness mm. was good. <laughs> well, the next one is faithfulness, and that takes perseverance and time. Mm. She didn't just make the one garment. The yeah. widows were showing multiple items that she sewed for them. Mm-hmm. It had to be ongoing. That's yeah. faithfulness, doing it in season and out of season. Mm. I'm working on Gabriel, my oldest grandson's new um, big Afghan to fit his oh, bed. Yes. And I'm in the boring middle. You know, yeah. he, he wanted hunter green, so I had to find yarn that had hunter green, you know, yeah. patterns. And then he wanted um, orange, hunter orange. Oh, so I have orange stripes on the sides where it's going to go over his bed. But the whole top of it is just hunter green. green. <laughs> and it's big because his dad is over six feet tall and Gabriel's as tall as his mother now. So oh, I know it's going to be big. And I want it to be, a, you know, a man size, you know. Right. Oh. So, so okay. I have to be faithful to keep going with this thing yeah. and the boring hunter green right now. <laughs> so faithfulness is finishing. And so yeah. I'm, I'm identifying a little bit, not that I sew, with Dorcas. <laughs> who did that, who just yeah. kept going and finished garment after garment after garment because yeah. there's never an end to poor people. Mm, and she'd see somebody in need and she'd say, what can I do? And what she could do was sew. Oh, so that's, that's what she would do again. Yeah. Faithful, faithful woman oh, to her like calling. That. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So it's nice. It's so fun to start a project. I always have so much energy at the beginning of a project. Finishing is a lot more hard. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's where I am in the messy middle <laughs> yes. of Gabriel's Afghan. Oh. And he is returning to the United States. It has to be done by August. Oh, so you have a deadline. I have Deadlines a deadline. are helpful, but yeah. a little terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fun. So now we're on to gentleness. Um, so I found a verse in 1 Peter 3, 4. That says, you should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfolding beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to you. Oh, Dorcas, I bet you had a wonderful inner beauty. (laughs) Yes. And you can see it in the love of those around her Mm -hmm. so clearly. Mm -hmm. I just love that. Mm -hmm. You know, to bless the widows and make clothes for them. There's a gentleness needed to care for the brokenhearted and for those that have less. Yes. You know, there's a a tender heart, you know, it's needed to really see the needs of others. That's so true. That's so true. We can miss it in our busy um, self preoccupations. Oh yeah. Right? The tyranny of the urgent. You just yeah. kind of keep going. Yeah, but yeah, she had yeah. a tenderness and a gentleness to see the needs of the lesser people. Right. You know, and then to meet them. Better. Yeah. In a gentle way. Yes. In a gentle way. Well, Here, it was I a quiet this. way. It wasn't yeah. a way that she wasn't helping them for the sake of glorifying herself, no. but it was for actually like, what do you need? You it's need very clothes. practical. Yes. Yeah. I'll make you clothes. Yeah. yeah. What so a gentle, gentle witness. Gentle. Yeah. And look at what happened. The whole town came to hear about <laughs> I it. I know. So fun. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Okay, self-control. Well, mm. she had that in spades because she finished her projects, yes. right? <laughs> so that verse you quoted, Galatians 6, 9, I had written it down for this one. Oh. <laughs> so let's not get tired of doing what is good. Mm. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. Mm. You know, and I was thinking, she didn't even have a sewing machine, right? Oh, that's right. I feel like she was either weaving or she was hand stitching. That's a lot of... That takes a lot of (laughs) self-control, especially when your hands cramp up and all the stuff. Oh, yeah. So it takes self-control to stick with something. Yes. So here's to you, Sunday school teacher who prepares a lesson (laughs) week after week after week, or the person that works in the nursery and shows up and and holds children that maybe shouldn't have been brought with runny noses (laughs) week after week after week. (laughs) 
Or even the women at our church that whenever there's a funeral, they organize the food afterwards oh, yeah. so the family doesn't have to. That's so sweet. Over and over. I just, I lift my microphone to you all <laughs> because <laughs> these are the ones that have the self-control, the discipline to get these non-noticed jobs done mm. and done well. I agree. I so love it. Mm. I really do. So do you know anybody, can you think of anybody in your own life who just was a Dorcas-ish person mm. who's not been highlighted in any way, but that you just, I mean, here you go, Nicole. Who would you like to highlight? Who would I like to highlight? Yeah. I was thinking of, we've been to so many different churches over the years because we've uh-huh. moved a lot. The church pianist, I feel like in every Ooh. church we went to, I'm always fascinated by piano players and watching their fingers move, but they always just quietly moved up, play their beautiful music for us to all worship God, you know, because we were an older Baptist church, so it was piano and organ for most of the services, yeah. so, but they were there every week, rain or shine, yes. they never missed a Sunday, That I mean, they seemed to never miss a Sunday, uh-huh. and just quietly serving God, and without them, so much would have been missing from our worship service, I love that. but they always showed up, and I was just always amazed at the faithfulness right. and the quiet, like, un- there's not a lot of glory. No one's like, oh, thank you, pianist. Like, no one no, thanks them. No, they just assume they're going to play so and you they can just, sing Amazing Grace. Right, exactly. And yeah. then they just quietly go to their seat. There's not a lot yes. of thanks in it. Yeah. And, that, and it's usually the same pianist for years and years. You know what? I'm remembering now. Do you want to know the name of my pianist when I was a little girl? Yes. I just remembered her oh. name. <laughs> Beulah. Beulah. Beulah C. Awesome Baker. Oh, my goodness. How did I remember her middle name? I don't know. All of a sudden, you're talking, and I'm like, Beulah C. Baker. Isn't there that she sweet? is. She felt very elderly to me at the time. She was probably younger than I am now. <laughs> but um, she was a widow. Yeah. And she, same thing. She just played every week. Yeah. And thankfully. nobody applauded her. Yes. Aw. What know. a great choice. I know. I, I have to applaud our little pianist on Sunday and say, thank you. <laughs> yes, it's right. And sometimes I know from friends who are pianists, they get the music at the last minute. Yeah. Or they're accompanying a singer who decides to sing the verse differently and, and they change have to the catch key. up or change the key. <laughs> uh, it's not easy. No, it's not. And there's it's not a lot of glory in it. No. Oh, you know, wow. Church pianists, I think they, yeah. they're special, a special kind of people. They <laughs> are. Well, I actually have two. I'm cheating. I thought of two people. <laughs> the first one, uh, you know, maybe I just like strange names because oh. Beulah C. Baker is such a fun name. That does stand out. Um, Miss Marguerite Fancy. Oh, I love that name. Isn't that the most adorable name? That's great. When um, Ray was getting his PhD and I was basically single parenting, yeah. uh, an 18-month-old and a three-month-old oh, at that point <laughs> with cloth diapers, all the things, um, Miss, I met Miss Marguerite Fancy because she always baked homemade bread for yeah. church. Oh. which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I decided that, you know, to be a full homemaker, because I wasn't busy enough, I needed to learn how to make homemade bread. Oh, don't you love when you get these notions? I know. <laughs> is that great? What yeah. am I thinking? So I learned how to make Miss Marguerite Fancy's homemade oatmeal bread, oh, which is so good. I should make it again, because for years I made it. Yeah. It was just a staple on oh. our table. 
And nobody really noticed Marguerite Fancy. She just made a bread. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved getting to know her, Nicole, because mm-hmm. she, she actually had a really fascinating history. She lived with mm-hmm. her sister. She never married wow. her sister and her husband. Yeah. Um, so I just, I just wanted to honor her because people never did. So right. honored. There you are, Marguerite. There. Oh, nice job, Marguerite. So, yeah, fancy with her little bread. <laughs> and then the other one is my Aunt Joan, mm-hmm. who um, never was blessed with grandchildren of her own. But for every single one of my grandchildren has made a very ornate sampler, unique to them, with their name, their birth date, their birth weight, a beautiful poem. Over and over she's done these. Mm. And it's just such a sweet uh, example of, you know, both faithfulness, self-control, and loving kindness. She's celebrating grandchildren she'll never have you right. know um oh. with our with our seven and you know she even did the last one i thought maybe she's gonna be tired right <laughs> right anastasia has her suit does yes. oh that's so sweet and they're all beautiful and they oh. and mary to to her full credit yeah she hangs them all in what whatever the latest baby's nursery is right oh that's so, so they sweet. all hang together mary sent her a picture from the netherlands with all five of them proudly oh, displayed. Honor her hard work. That's so special. Yeah, yeah. When something yeah. like that is treasured. Joan like that. gives so many gifts away, and she's a sewer. Yeah. She she does all these quiet things as mm. well. A lot of makers are quieter in there. There, I don't know. The quiet ones are usually the the makers that give. Yes. The, I think yes. of you know Anne and Melissa are both such talented. They are yarn magic people with the way they make things the way they quiet yeah and they're both very quiet but they're so quick to give something a gift or encourage someone that's sad i just i've been blessed by both of them so many times it's interesting isn't it that the gift of generosity is often paired with Mm. someone who's creating things yeah i've seen that too over and over and the church and anybody that knows them (laughs) is just quietly blessed yeah because of what they gave and they actually don't want the spotlight shown on them. No, you know, not, not at only all. <laughs> we don't have to feel sorry for them because they're like, no, no, please no. Don't look don't, at me. Don't make me stand don't up. Don't shine the spotlight. <laughs> In fact, I'm having a hard time even with our financial donors because yeah. we've got financial donors for Sweet Seal Ministries, and we want to have the supporters reception to thank them. Yes, they that. actually don't want to be thanked. I I'm like, no, we must thank you. We want to thank you. Yes, no, we do not want to be thanked. They just want to quietly give, Isn't you know. So, sweet? so I'm having to reassure all our donors, we won't tell people how much you gave. We won't actually say anything about you. You can quietly sit at a table. Could we please just celebrate with you what God yeah. has done? Oh, I love it. <laughs> Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, that is neat how that gentle spirit, that humble, it really does tie in so closely to generous giving. Yes, it does. That's such a cool thing. Yeah. And when the Bible talks about the first being last and the last mm. being first, some of us with the big mouths, we're at the mm-hmm. back of the line. Oh, I know sure. we are. <laughs> Dorcas going to be up at the front and I'll be we're waving yelling. at her from a distance. <laughs> Save us some oatmeal bread. <laughs> That's right, Miss Marguerite. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, oh, I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just all part of the God who sees. Yes. God sees everyone, and he honors and values everyone. Mm. And the fact that Dorcas got raised from the dead so we'd notice her, that's not <laughs> insignificant. No, not that, at all. That had to happen. 
and uh, she did exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. She did it so well. Well, let's pray. Mm. (laughs) Oh, Father God, how I thank you for this quiet woman who we'll get to meet someday, who is still alive and well with you in heaven. Mm. Lord, thank you for the testimony of a quiet life, of someone who sees need and simply gives Mm. without um, blowing trumpets about it. We are so grateful for the Dorcases we have known. And Father, if there's a Dorcas or three out there listening, Mm. would you just whisper to her in her ear, I see you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. I loved highlighting one of the quiet ones in the Bible. It's so good to know we don't have to be a big shot to be valued by God. In fact, God makes it pretty clear we ought to strive to be a humble person, not a prideful one. Dorcas is a great example of that. Next week, we're going to look at a man who became known because of his great passion for Jesus. We'll be setting the life of Stephen, the church's first martyr, in episode 108, The Power of a Passionate Heart. As always, find us at sweetsela.org slash podcast and consider donating by going to sweetsela.org slash donate. We'd really appreciate it. May you find quiet ways to serve this week and come back next week as we continue this study. God bless you. We are so glad you stopped for a while with us. The Sweet Sela Moments podcast is a cooperative production of Word Radio and Sweet Sela Ministries. More information about this podcast can be found at sweetsela.org. Thank you for joining us.